We've been talking about meltdowns for the last few weeks, identifying what they are, what the cycle is, and what can trigger them. Now let's take a look at how we can intervene during that rage stage and how to prevent more meltdowns when things are calm. Welcome to My Spectrum Life Podcast. My name is Jessica and I'm an autism mom. With me tonight is, as always, is my good friend, Kelsey. Hello, how are you? Doing great. Good. So I'm, thank you for having me. I'm Kelsey, a special education teacher with a master's in behavior. And tonight <laughs> we're going to be talking about that rage stage and how to intervene and right. um, possibly prevent uh, more meltdowns in the future. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an in interesting uh, thing to dive into. Um, and when we were talking about this prior to, we basically identified two categories, basically, of our redirect or distractions, as you may call them. And that's, um, so the redirect or distractions that we have, and some of the examples of them, um, are that, um, fall into this category. So a redirector, can you actually define what a redirect is? Redirect is um, for you are pretty much redirecting the child to do something else is another way to say no. So for example, if a child is um, doing like coloring and you want them to write, you can say, hey, mm -hmm. let's color, but let's do this right. Or we could try this instead and just totally redirect mm -hmm. them into what you want them to do. Um, right. It's a easy way to um, get, thing, get them to do things that they don't want to do. So right. redirect okay. is a big thing. Yeah. I, I constantly find myself redirecting. And then distraction <laughs> is always, well, we all know what a distraction is, right? Correct. So um, here are some examples of redirecting or distraction. Um, now, there is a caution on the first one, which is humor. You got to make sure you're really good at it. Mm -hmm. And you got to make sure that if the child is in that rage stage, they know that right. you are not laughing laughing at them. That's kind of hard. That is hard. Yeah. Um, another thing to do is to remind them, like one of the things, like if you're in school, I guess, would be more of the thing. Or, you know, we all use... One of the things we like to use a lot are visual schedules. Um, so remind of the routine. Does that help at school? It does help. Um, there are times where they're like, Miss Kay, I don't want to do this. I'm like, hey, but remember, after this, we get to do this, mm -hmm. this, and this. So let's go ahead and get this and this done. And a lot of times they're like, okay, and they get it done. And knowing what's coming next kind of helps them out and helps settle that um, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess we're not really – I actually – miswrote that it's in the rumbling stage that we can intervene because you can't direct anybody during the rage stage oh my goodness what am i thinking okay so i'm correcting myself now these are the interventions that you can take during the rumblings stage 
Correct. Um, so rage is we'll you get just to that. Yeah. Anyway, so um the redirecting sometimes we can distract them with a preferred activity or item if they're rumbling right. and you can see that it's about ready to go into a, a meltdown. Um one of the things that we've started using that's we don't call it a cool zone or a home base per se, but Curtis has this specific little area. Um, so we built this bed for him. It's a loft bed. It's a really high loft bed. Um, and underneath the stairs, we built a little room and he likes to go in there and it's just his little area and it's cozy. And so we'll tell him to go up to your little room if we see him rumbling too much so he can yeah. kind of calm himself down. Do you have like a zone or area that you use in the um, classroom sometimes? We do. I have like two camping chairs. So they'll go in and go sit on a camping chair. Um, and then I have a kidney table that's like in a little nook, but they could still mm -hmm. see the board and they're still part with me, just like their camping chairs. But it's enough to get away from the crowd of our classroom. And they just go stand over there and just kind of when they come back, they just quietly sit down and they're ready to mm -hmm. go back to what they were doing. And then I take that time to catch them up while I get the others on a different page. Mm -hmm. so. so yeah, these are, and these, these are things to use in the classroom in therapy and wherever you're at. And as parents, we got to know this kind of stuff so that we can use it because <laughs> nine times out of 10, these meltdowns happen when the therapists or school is over and there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be hard. Um, the next one is sometimes I think, um, walk don't talk you use that a lot don't you i do we call it a walkabout at our school so the mm -hmm. paraprofessional in the classroom will like hey let's go take a walkabout and they will go run errands or they'll mm -hmm. just go down walk the track and come back and just give them enough time to like deflect and um, center themselves and sometimes they end up talking to the paraprofessional which is really good yeah. because when they come they're ready to talk to me and i'm able to intervene and mm -hmm. do what we need to do. Yeah. I think, I think that the, um, physical activity or getting out into a different area can be extremely helpful. I know for Curtis, it helps him to go on the back porch and sometimes I'll be like, go watch birds for a minute. Um, <laughs> and he likes it. He likes to go out there and just stand there and watch the birds. He, um, yeah, for him, it's really calming. Um, what's disconcerting is, um, this has happened to me once. We have lots of trees and squirrels. And one morning I could hear this, the chattering and then some nuts were thrown at me and more chattering and nuts thrown at me. It was quite comical. Curtis keeps trying to get the, the squirrel to come back and throw things at him, but it won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it knows that he's a friend of nature and it, the squirrel just didn't like me for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway was good. okay so um off of the little side the silly little side story that can happen when you're um which is is good for him it's just his place his realm they know him out there even the birds and the squirrels right. um so the rage stage is where and sometimes we can redirect or sometimes we do have to re use the next one during the rumbling stage mm -hmm. um I know I've had to do it several times um, when Curtis has tried to, he's been in the rumblings in, um, in a store or at church 
church or something like that. And I knew that something was coming and I didn't want him to make a scene. That's when I would remove him from the area. Um, and most of the time, you know, I've always had to re um, remove him from the area. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that remove the other children is more of something that happened would happen typically more at school. Correct. Correct. Because we are instructed um, by the district um, and it's just safe practice mm -hmm. not to remove or touch the child who is pretty much in a rage stage, destroying things and things like that. And your yeah. ultimate concern is not only keeping that child safe, but keeping you safe and keeping the other children. So it's a lot mm -hmm. easier to remove the other children all at the same time, moving desk where it's yeah. out of reach for this child who's in a rage stage and just. Well, and it's. The it's best not even to touch the child when mm -hmm. they're in a We're rage stage. To. We're not allowed I, to. I know that when Curtis has had his moments, I don't even touch him because I know it's not even worth it. Mm -hmm. um, it could make things worse yeah, rather than we help. Try not so. even to do the CPI. If we mm -hmm. can avoid CPI, uh, crisis, prevention, uh, crisis prevention intervention, I think it's what it's called, CPI. We mm -hmm. try not to do that like because, uh, first of all, That's it looks like restraints, but... Yeah, it's, it's not, but that's, that's only in extreme, 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 extreme. extreme. like that when the SR officer has to get involved. Yeah. So that's, that, that has to be really, really, really bad. And I did say really three times because I meant it. <laughs> yeah. But normally it's not that bad at school. Cause a lot of times you have trained yeah. professionals that really try to help them out before they get to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to know that you, you know, those intervention things that you can do. And as parents, then we can actually start using these intervention strategies before we get to a rage stage so that we can hopefully, you know, prevent that from going that far. Right. But I think the biggest thing that as parents and probably as professionals that everybody wants to know is um, how can we prevent them? Right. Uh, and I would say the first, very first thing that had come up into um, my, I've been, of course, we're still on the same two books that I was uh, reading last time. And I have um, autism, or see, oh, sorry, No More Meltdowns by Jed Baker and autism, high functioning autism and difficult moments. Um, the links to both of these are in the description below. Um, I have learned a lot from these two books. I really have. And one of the first things that they talk about is know your child. Right. And that's really important. And the only way we can really know our child is the only way we ever know anybody is to spend time with them. Correct. And I'm speaking to myself as much mm -hmm. as anything. I, I know I need to spend more time um, because, you know, my son's growing older and things are changing. And so I need to spend time with him. Although today um, we were sitting and doing school and Curtis was trying to hurry up and get stuff done. And I was like, okay, we cannot have you hurrying just so you can go play video games. Well, mom, you have to come and practice with me because you have to get better at using these controls. So you have to come practice. <laughs> so he, 
I'm going to do it. I will practice with him because that's what he he's really enjoyed me playing, you know, Minecraft with him, even though I'm horrible at it. I am absolutely horrible at it. He doesn't care. He just likes the time spent with you. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, as parents, we forget because we get so caught up. I mean, how many movies are made about the um, the child with the parent who is so caught up in their career or whatever and how something happens and the parent realizes they need to spend more time with their child. Um, it's still a reminder we need to know today. And you know, you, you also brought up something that pertains to knowing your child. Correct. Um, um, it's also knowing how to talk to them um, because it will change. Um, yeah. So how you talk to a six-year-old is going to be different how you talk to a 10-year-old. But even between, even if they're the same age from month to month, it might Mm -hmm. change. Um, Prime example, I know my kids to the point, and I'm still learning some of their stages um, Mm -hmm. because it takes time, but I know certain words will help them at certain points. Mm -hmm. And then if that doesn't work, I have to change my verbiage to get them to what I want them to do and what do they, and they don't realize that I'm charming them or tricking them (laughs) in some sense. Um, But just knowing how to talk to them helps. Like, for example, I have a couple kids who are reprimand, whereas Mm -hmm. um, two other kids, I joke with them sarcastically because that gets, they connect better that way. So just knowing their personalities Mm -hmm. and knowing Um, What you can, cannot say makes a difference. And then Mm -hmm. knowing how to talk to them is also what environment you're in. For example, if I'm at a football game, I'm not going to talk to you about what you're missing with me and my class. I'm going to say, how's everything going? How's the game going? I'm actually going to separate academics and what's going on in the classroom and get to know you because you're going to gain a lot more respect from them because they're like, wait, you made me feel valued. You're not all about academics. Yeah. You you know yeah. that I'm messing up in school, but we're not at school right now. So mm-hmm. you're not going to talk to me about that. So just kind of knowing how and when. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that hit me too, like a ton of bricks, because my kids are in that tween teen cha- stage the where they're... Middle school is a hard middle school is hard. (laughs) The sassiness is about to drive me insane. Um, So I have to know how to talk to him um, because, you know, my daughter is, oh, she's so tenderhearted in a good way, but so tenderhearted to where I have to make sure that sometimes I forget, I forget as a mom, how tenderhearted she is. And I will make some snippet remark and it doesn't help. Right. It doesn't. And so that's part of the thing of where you've got to really know your kid and how to talk to them. Um, Another thing is to know your child's abilities. Right. Um, Yes. (laughs) um, This one has been really, really weighing on me right now Um, because I know that uh, regression is possible and it doesn't have to be the regression into from verbal to nonverbal because that is a thing. Right. Um, But it can be regression in just 
the skill level, correct? Correct. Academics, behavior, you name it. Um, and, emotional, social, things that they've uh, been working on and you're at a critical point and something happens to stop it, they're mm -hmm. going to regress right back. Um, and that's why it's, that's why um, I know I always tried to do my best to talk when, when we were still living in South Carolina and you were a therapist, we talked a lot about what was going on because we need to know the progress Correct. Um, of what the abilities were. And I know one of the things that um, I, I've, I think on Tuesday or not Tuesday, tomorrow is Tuesday. I sometimes tape on Tuesday for Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be talking about this one um, because one of the things we got to understand is there's a huge possibility that our kiddos have regressed quite a bit hmm. this year alone. So, I mean, changes. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, and the last big part of prevention is um, to figure out that to be a detective, I guess. Yes, we you're going to be inquisitive. You're going to be the problem solver. <laughs> so we have to discover the why behind the meltdowns. Correct. But the biggest thing is, uh, well, why, okay, so why do we have to find that why? Um, because ultimately their behavior with their meltdown is a form of communication to you. They are trying to tell you something that they couldn't tell you before mm -hmm. and they're trusting you to figure it out to help them so it doesn't happen again. So mm -hmm. meltdowns are actually a form of communication in a way. Now, isn't all behavior a form of communication? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. It and is. We have nonverbal, verbal behavior, you name it. You can. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it is. And that's something that um, it's more, we have to, I think, uh, check me if I'm wrong here. Um, okay. With our, with our kids on the spectrum, it is, we have to look more at that behavior a little bit more than we would pay it's attention difficult. to because they can't necessarily use the word. Correct. Mm-hmm. They can't find the words to say. Um, I was really with your typical with your two-year-olds and three-year-olds. You naturally do it mm -hmm. when they're babies all the way up to three or four years old, because you're ultimately mm -hmm. looking at what's because they, they react to you and they couldn't talk right. professionally enough or tell you what's feeling inside. Cause they're just beginning to learn. Right. Um, so you do use it at these younger ages, but with your neuro or with your, um, those who are on the spectrum or have a disability, you continue that throughout your whole, their whole entire life. Um, yeah. It never stops. Yeah. I mean, I was actually really proud of Curtis today. He was trying to find the words and I thought he didn't know what I was kind of trying to quiz him over a science lesson before he took a quick check. And um, he said, no, mom, I'm, I'm trying to find my words. Oh, Wow. I was wow. really impressed. I'm so, impressed. <laughs> and there, now there can be, there can be a regression in some skills, but, um, uh, a growth in other areas, right? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yes. With my hands going up and down, that people who are just listening can't see. Um, yeah. 
is never a straight line and is never a straight upwards. It's always up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to know this week, um, do you know what your child may be communicating to you with their behavior? Uh, send us an email and let us know what you've discovered this week about your child and what they're communicating to you through whatever behavior it is. I mean, yeah, it can be some pretty crazy behavior to get to understand certain things, but <laughs> whatever is their method of communicating to you, as long as you know what they're saying, that's what's important. Um, let us know by sending us an email at info at myspectrumlife.com. Um, you can also let us know at Facebook and Instagram at My Spectrum Life. You can message us there, comment, or you can find us at Twitter at My Spectrum Life with the number one. Um, and always make sure, you know, if you had found some value in the tonight's uh, podcast or whenever you listen to the podcast via YouTube where you can subscribe and we hope that you like and subscribe and hit that uh, notification bell so you can know when our videos go live on Wednesday and Friday of this week. Um, but we also just hope that everything uh, you will be able to find us in all these avenues and communicate with us because we really want to know how these things are helping you. Um, whether it's this episode of the podcast or some previous things that we've said, Drop us a line, give us a direct message, comment. Um, we really look uh, forward to hearing from you. But always remember, with a lot of faith, love, and boy, do we need a lot of them fidget toys. We can make it. Good night, everyone.